0: Welcome once again to the Ebon Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 359th time on this Friday, October 20th, 2023. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode, Hello from Yellowstone, Connected Wilderness. There's an ancient legend. One that I've heard all my life, and I want to share it with you. It's a story of a bygone era. A relic. Back when phones had the little curly things coming out of them. And you had to pay to use them. It was something called a payphone. Of course I'm kidding. It's not that much of a shock to me that those things still exist. But what does catch me off guard is where one was found recently. Yellowstone National Park. The thing still works, and a man named Jim was the one who found it. He said that it might even still take coins. While I've never made collect calls or anything like that, I know several people that are above me in age have and know the struggles. Stuff that I'll never have to use because, well, to be honest, I have the world in my pocket in the form of an iPhone. The Norris campground itself in Yellowstone closed down in 2020, and park workers there say it's unlikely it will reopen because of the lack of staffing. And you come to think of it, Yellowstone is actually a pretty practical place for payphones to be used because of the fact that there's no cell reception in many areas of it. And I could see how they're useful because things happen. Emergencies happen, as well as good things. And maybe you see a moose for the first time and you want to call your mom before it walks off because you're excited. It's unfortunate that you can't send her a picture on a landline, but I think this is the next best thing. I think a vivid description does just as well sometimes. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter nine, verse one says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shew forth all thy marvelous works. So this verse is speaking about praise and praising with our whole heart. So here in this verse, we see first that David says I will praise you O Lord with my whole heart. So that tells me that says that David wants to praise the Lord and we should as well. We as Christians should want to praise the one who made us. So how exactly do we do that? There are many ways and many reasons to praise him. We can praise him when no one's watching. We can praise him in song, we can praise him in words, we can praise him in deeds, we can praise him by going to church, we can praise him by listening to preaching, we can praise him by listening to songs, we can praise him by singing. There's a lot of different ways to do praise, to praise God, to let the Father in heaven who knows us, who loves us, who created all that exists, know that we love him, know that we cherish what he's doing for us, know that we're thankful for him. And it's not just that. Let's back up a little bit. David says that he will praise God, not only praising God, but he says he will do it with his whole heart. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. So David wants to praise the Lord in a way that's not half-hearted, in a way that's not, oh, yeah, I'll just go to church once. Oh, yeah, I'll just pray once. I'll just sing once. I'll just sing this little song. I'll say this little prayer. I'll preach this little sermon, whatever. He wants to praise God with everything he has. His heart wants to be in it. And praising with our whole heart means that even in a position of despair, disappointment, confusion, sadness, depression, whatever, whether you're happy, you're sad, you're confused, you're angry, you're still keeping God at the forefront. You're still praising him with everything you have, and you're centering your focus on the one that made you and on the one that has gotten you where you are right now. And in this next part of the verse, you see, I will tell of all your marvelous works or in the King James, I will shew forth all thy marvelous works. We know that that means to tell people that means to show the change that God has brought in our lives. And if we're telling people, if we're showing people about the God that we serve, that I believe is a form of praise as well. That is showing others what God has done for us. That is showing others how good our God is. That is giving him glory through our actions, through our words, through everything that we are and through everything that we do. And I think that is a great way to praise God, living out what you preach, living out the fact that you serve the one that made this universe, the one that put the stars in place with just the sound of his voice telling people about this Jesus that you know, telling people about his death on the cross, telling people about his resurrection, and living out your faith, living out your salvation in whatever way you can. It's about being thankful. It's about being appreciative. It's about being grateful. It's about showing others this change that has happened in your life because the Son of God came in your life and made you new, washed you as white as snow, as if you had never sinned, spotless and blameless before the Father. It's the type of change that only the Son of the living God could make. I think that is more than worthy of telling people about. I think that is something to praise him for. How about you, friend? Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place, other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, if I could rewrite any script. The first response of the week is, I would have made Jack a little more assertive and made Rose move over. You know, buddy, I think we all would, because if there's one thing everyone who's seen Titanic knows, and I know, I watched the scene in preparation for this, there was room on that door. The next response to the hashtag, if I could rewrite any script, is Romeo and Juliet. You know, I like that idea. I really do, because even cats need a solid romance story. The third response of the week is, I wouldn't. I've seen movies where they try to change things, and they manage to make things worse. This is a really great point. I was going to point this out myself, but so many sequels and remakes get it wrong. You know, I just love it when movies deepen stories or make improvements to the source material, whether it's a book or another movie, but sadly, a lot of times that's just not the case. And the last response to this week's hashtag, if I could rewrite any script, is... I'd have the hunter who killed Bambi's mom not only miss the shot, but be attacked by the alpha buck. There's another great idea. I think this is another one that everyone who's seen that movie would agree to. They would make that happen in the rewrite. Though I doubt Disney would sanction it, because when you think about it, it still is a family show. But then you got to think about it. Disney did make the choice, albeit off screen, to have the mother killed by a gunman while she was telling Bambi to run away because it was during hunting season and it was a peak time of the day. So it's kind of a murky area there. The deeper you look into it, the more questions you start asking. So I'm going to leave it up to you. Leave your answer in the comments. What would you do in that situation? Would you rewrite the hunting scene involving Bambi's mother or not? I want to know your take. Here's a smelly situation for you. A woman in Minneapolis, St. Paul was stopped at the airport by customs with some giraffe poop that she was planning on making into a necklace. This week, I'm just coming out and saying it at the start. No frills, no easing into it. She was going to make poop into a necklace. I'm just going to let this one simmer for a minute. She got the poop from Kenya, and she declared it at the airport, as any person would do with some normal carry-on airport fare, but then what happened is that she told airport security that she had used moose poop before to make a necklace, so this isn't her first time doing all this. But here's the problem. Well, if I'm being honest with you, there's more than one problem with that, but here's one of the main ones that airport security noticed. It's dangerous. See, if somebody declares this stuff into the U.S. and starts wearing the necklace, it can be unsurprisingly bad for your health. So thankfully, the giraffe poop was destroyed because of the risks by something called steam sterilization. By the way, there's more information about that process in the description if you're interested. So we don't have to worry about it anymore. But seriously, out of all the souvenirs from one of the most bucket-listed locations to visit in the entire world, why that one? thanks for listening to this week's episode i'm really glad you could make it and i hope you enjoyed the festivities if you want to stay connected to the show i'd invite you to pop on over to facebook or twitter and give the page a follow just search ebone zone on facebook and official ebz on twitter and if you want more from the podcast visit the website www.ebonezone.com If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.